You're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer, please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Palladino, and I'm recording this live on Facebook and Instagram. If you are listening live, feel free to comment or ask questions. I will get to them, all of your questions and comments, after my little presentation today. If you're listening to the recording, please feel free to reach out with any questions, okay? If you are an MD, a midwife, a lactation consultant, a speech-language pathologist, an OT, a PT, a chiropractor, or any other provider who cares for pregnant or nursing families, I hope you'll listen, and I hope you'll consider the Tongue Tie Experts professional course. The link will be in the notes. It's tonguetieexperts.net slash pro course, but the link will be in the notes. Um, we are all hearing stories of overdiagnosing or overtreating tongue and lip tie. And it's more important than ever to treat tongue tie in the right way and for the right reasons, by the right provider, with the right timing. Today, I'll consider for you five ways tongue tie treatment can go wrong, and some of these will overlap, but the list is much longer than five things. We have to do better. And a word of disclaimer, this should never be considered medical advice, but it's also not meant to trigger anyone. If you had a poor result and you don't want to hear stories that may sound like yours, please don't listen. I don't want anyone to be upset by my talk. So here we go. Five ways tongue tie treatment can go wrong. Number one, having tongue tie release to prevent future issues. I get this question all of the time on social media, especially um, saying, my baby has a tongue tie and everything's going well and breastfeeding is going well, and I don't know if I should have it treated because I don't want him to have, fill in the blanks, speech problems or feeding problems later or breathing problems or snoring or airway or all the things we're hearing connected to tongue tie in older kids. We want to prevent that for sure. But tongue tie treatment is about the current function and the current function in infants is breastfeeding or bottle feeding, right? If breastfeeding isn't, isn't the choice or isn't going well. So you want to ask yourself, how are things going now? If all is going well, then the frenum doesn't need to be released. It means it's functioning well. 
We don't know absolutely that an infant with a visible frenum will have trouble with speech or sleep or airway. We can't fix something that hasn't happened yet, right? So that's number one. Don't have tongue tie release to prevent future issues. Number two, having tongue tie released without a functional exam. And maybe I should have put this as number one because this is all encompassing. So um, as an example of what this could be is the tongue tie is diagnosed by your doctor, your pediatrician, a dentist, or even the parent themselves, and there's not a complete evaluation and then the release is done, and I'll give you some examples of what can happen after that. So why shouldn't we do this? Why should we have a functional exam, which for breastfeeding or bottle feeding babies typically means an evaluation by a lactation consultant or a speech language pathologist trained in feeding. But for the breastfeeding baby, even then, I will say it's very important for it to be an IBCLC because a speech language pathologist may be very good at feeding, but they're not trained in maternal issues, right? So we want to look at the whole dyad, the whole couplet. Um, so why is this? Why do we need a functional evaluation? Let's go back to what I said before about function. By definition, a tongue tie is a frenum that is too tight or too short or in a place that prevents optimal movement or function. We may see a frenum, but we need to be sure that the frenum is what is causing the problem. The dentist or MD who isn't trained to evaluate breastfeeding cannot perform a functional exam. They just don't know what to look for, right? So consider that promoting and supporting breastfeeding being breastfeeding friendly is different than being trained to evaluate the latch, the suck, and the breastfeeding relationship. Only an IBCLC is trained in depth in all of those things. So that's two, right? I said I was going to give you five. So number one was having tongue tie release to prevent future issues. Number two was having tongue tie release without a functional exam. And number three is not considering mom. This point encompasses so many factors. First, how is milk supply? Second, how is recovery from birth going? Is mom and the rest of family prepared for surgery? I have a checklist about preparing um, for phrenotomy that is helpful. And if you'd like a copy, the links will be in the show notes of this podcast or if you're listening on Instagram or Facebook, you can just send me an email. Um, my email is lisa at lisapalladino.net. And if you do email me, let me know if you're a parent or a pro so I send you the right checklist, the right link. So many things to consider about mom. Um, did she have a difficult delivery? Is her milk in yet? Has she slept since the birth? Is she in pain? Right. We want to make sure that we minimize the trauma of the procedure. And yes, this could be a simple procedure. However, it's still a procedure. And having been a parent who once had to hand their child over for surgery, I can tell you that any surgery, anytime you say, here's my baby, do this to my baby, 
It's difficult. It's traumatic. So we want to minimize that. We want to make sure that the mom and dad, the whole family is making an informed decision. We don't want to be rushing into anything. Again, we want to make sure the other aspects are taken care of, but we want to say, what is the emotional state of this family? What is the physical state? Is mom having an infection? She's on antibiotics and her milk's not in and she's not sleeping or all the things. Postpartum depression, of course. So we want to first be sure that the family is ready and then make sure that it's the right timing for the baby, but also make sure ready and prepared, knowing what to expect, knowing what to have on hand for the procedure, knowing what it's going to be like after, knowing the exercises ahead of time, all of those things, right? So that's that's three. The third mistake is not considering mom, and that can make things go wrong. The fourth concern is not considering pain. So let's think about the fact that we don't actually know that this isn't painful for babies. Sure, we hear all the time, it's quick, the laser doesn't cause pain. And I know I had my release and it was painful, right? So I assume it's painful for the baby. And that might be hard to hear for some people. Again, I don't want to trigger anyone, but I think it's more humane to assume that it's painful for the baby and to treat the pain. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. First, what if it is painful and we're not treating it? I mean, that's just so upsetting, right? Sounds barbaric to me. Second, I have seen so many babies who seem to struggle with latching or had a quick reattachment who weren't given pain relief. So we want to make sure the baby's comfortable. Baby needs to be able to move their tongue, lift their tongue with their mouth open and move their tongue in new ways. If their tongue hurts to lift, they're not going to do that. And we want them to be comfortable with the function, right? So please, please, please discuss this with your provider, but don't ignore analgesia beforehand. And if you're a professional, think about this and discuss it and have your families ready with the pain relief method that you prefer before the procedure. Okay, so the five ways tongue-tie treatment can go wrong, having tongue-tie release to prevent future issues, having tongue-tie release without a functional exam, not considering mom, not considering pain. And number five is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Oh my goodness. So many times I hear about had the tie released, didn't work, had it again by the same provider without doing anything else, without doing any body work, without doing any consideration of the family dynamic, without looking at mom's supply, without assessing if mom even knows how to hold the baby, right? So um, you want to be sure that you're not repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. If you do something and it doesn't work, why would you do the same thing again in the exact same way without considering if it's the right thing to do? There are other things to do than a tongue-tie clip, right? So we want to consider all the therapies, um, preferably before the first procedure, 
but if not, at least afterwards, especially if things have not improved, right? So everybody knows if you've been listening to me for any amount of time that I preach the team approach and I don't just think it's about the procedure and I don't just think it's about lactation. I think it's about all of us working together. So um, you want to be sure that if something isn't going right, you address the issues back to the root of them and not just do the procedure again. Okay, so now I'm gonna tell you some stories about babies that I've seen this week. Um, and it brings in some of the issues that I just brought up, some of the ways that this treatment can go wrong. Okay, so first baby A. And of course the name and some of the situations are changed a little bit to preserve everybody's identity. But baby A, and this situation has aspects of um, number one and number two. And I think you'll recognize it as I talk. Um, number one was having tongue tie release to prevent future issues. And number two was not having a functional exam. Baby A had a release because she wasn't gaining on the curve, according to the pediatrician. Before the procedure, uh, mom said she was nursing fine and afterwards she wouldn't latch at all. Now, so many things upset me about this scenario. First, without a functional exam of mom and baby before the procedure and seeing what was going on with the feeding, there is no way to know that the frenum was causing any problems. And now we have a baby who has had surgery and has a wound and, you know, trying to heal that. And on top of everything else, that's not going to improve feeding. It's not going to make weight gain magically happen, right? And the other reason why this is upsetting is that when they come to me with problems like this, I have no idea what the true baseline was. I don't know if baby's suck was affected by the frenum or by something else. And in this case, it turns out the mom has had very little milk and the baby has torticollis. No one evaluated supply and the baby's infrequent nursing and no pumping tanked her milk. No one had suggested body work. So now we are trying to build her supply. We're trying to feed baby by bottle because he's she's not consistently nursing at the breast and she's going to be seen by an OT next week. And then we'll see if, you know, this is tongue-tie treatment. So the procedure itself is not the only treatment. Okay. I'm sorry if I get a little bit upset when I'm chatting, you know, saying these things. It, it really does break my heart because I want to go back to that original doctor that said, do this, you know, what are they basing that on? There's no evidence that clipping a tongue-tie will help milk supply without making sure that that's the problem, right? It's not like clip the tongue and everything's all better. Most of the time it's not, right? Okay. <sighs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for your patience. And again, I hope none of this is upsetting to anyone else, any more upsetting than it is to me. And if you're a, a provider who takes care of um, infants, I'm sure you're feeling my pain too. And you've had situations like this. I hear my friends who are lactation consultants with stories like this every day. Okay, so now let's talk about baby B. Baby B had a tongue tie release by a well-meaning dentist without having a functional evaluation by a lactation consultant. Not sure why he didn't ask for um, 
lactation or maybe he did or maybe there wasn't time or whatever that means but things didn't improve so the dentist repeated it nothing changed actually things got worse baby was latching less often um more bottles more reflux and when i met this couplet they were considering their third release by the same dentist they were told there was scar tissue i have no idea if this baby actually needed a release but now there is trauma and pain and mom is depressed about it by right i don't blame her she's very sad about her nursing relationship tanking and I, I just wish I could go back to the beginning and see what was really going on before the first release. See what it looked like in the mouth. See what the tongue was able to do. Because now I have no way of helping except backtracking. And I can't erase the trauma. There's things we can do, of course. But it's a longer road than if they had seen an IBCLC to begin with. Okay, so I have one more story. Baby C. Mom was told by her pediatrician that the baby had a tongue and lip tie and it should be released. She was told by the dentist, this was a very smart dentist, and he said, you should definitely go to lactation first. Lisa is in your area. Give her a call. So she called me up and made an appointment, but then she continued to question. She said, I don't understand why I have to see you because all's going well with breastfeeding. So my question to her is then, why are you having the procedure if all is going well with breastfeeding? And she said, I really don't know. It's just because the doctor said it has to be done. So I, I really don't understand this. And here's, here's an example of overdiagnosis. If everything is going well, then there's no tongue tie. Now, in the back of my head, I'm like, I hope to see them because maybe she thinks everything's going well, but there might be things that I recognize in the breastfeeding that she's not recognizing. But the baby's seven weeks old, gaining fine. She has no pain. There's no reflux. Baby's doing well. So what are we fixing? If it's not broken, don't fix it. However, she canceled her pre-op appointment with me. I hope all works out for them. And, you know, I really, in the back of my mind, I know she's probably going to reach out after and I'll have no idea what the baseline was and I'll be challenged to help them. So a few sad stories here, um, a few stories of how it can go wrong. And I tell these stories in the hopes that they, there will be some improvement in the way we diagnose, assess, diagnose, treat and refer for babies who are struggling to breastfeed. I hope this presentation of the five ways tongue tie treatment can go wrong has been helpful. I hope that if you are a professional, if you are a provider, you'll consider the importance of these aspects of tongue tie release to optimize outcomes and prevent unnecessary procedures. If it was triggering to you as a provider or a parent, feel free to come over to the Facebook group to discuss it. And our Facebook group is Breastfeeding Tongue-Tied Babies. Or if you'd rather, you can email me for more personal assistance. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue-Tied Experts podcast. 
Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discussed and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.